Gambling is pretty common. Some even say it's part of Australian culture. And for many people, it's a harmless activity. But for some, it can become an issue. Welcome to Let's Talk Gambling, the podcast, covering topics like kids gaming and gambling, the risks of online gambling, and knowing when it's time to talk. This podcast series gets the conversation started. So let's talk gambling with your host, Natalie Wright, Director, Office of Responsible Gambling, New South Wales. COVID has had a huge impact on our lives over the last two years. Life under lockdown has been very different, whether it's working from home, doing remote schooling or family Zoom calls. We've never done so much online. And our communities have been under pressure like never before with isolation, financial pressures and mental health posing challenges for many. Last year, there was a lot of speculation that online gambling would increase and that more people would take it up, whether it was to deal with stress, relieve the boredom or to replace other forms of gambling not available due to lockdowns. To help us get to the bottom of how gambling has changed during COVID, we'll have two speakers with us today. Tom Swanton, a researcher from the University of Sydney, and Christopher Hunt from Gamble Aware Central Sydney. Tom, I'll turn to you first. The University of Sydney did some research on this very topic. Can you tell us what you found and if online gambling grew as many people expected? Thanks, Natalie. Great to be with you. Yeah, that's right. So last year, earlier in the pandemic, a team of us led by Associate Professor Sally Gainsbury looked into this What we found was that four in five people actually reported either reducing or stopping gambling during the lockdown compared to how much they typically gambled in the period prior to the pandemic. And I think, although surprising, this does make sense because even though online gambling has been growing rapidly in the past couple of decades, the majority of gambling in Australia still occurs in pubs and clubs, which were forced to close. Only about one in 10 people who took part in our study reported a substantial increase in their gambling during the lockdown. And these people were more likely to have been experiencing some problems with gambling prior to the pandemic. The findings from our study are generally consistent with what other studies have shown internationally, which which have found that during periods of shutdowns, most people reduced how frequently they gambled as well as how much they were spending on gambling overall. So just on that, obviously, online gambling wasn't the only area impacted by lockdowns. You know, racing continued, but it could only be done online. A lot of sporting events were cancelled, gaming rooms closed. So what else can you share about that? Did it really differ between modes and and those sorts of things as well? Yeah, great question. Thanks, Natalie. We, We didn't actually find much evidence of people taking up online gambling because they couldn't get to the pokies, for example. So some people who mainly gambled in venues prior to the pandemic may have either started or increased how much they were gambling online during the lockdown. But if they did, we found that this was generally at a lower level compared to how much they were gambling overall before the pandemic. Similarly, for people who bet on sports regularly prior to the pandemic, we also found that this group was more likely to report reducing how much they were gambling overall during the shutdown last year. So this suggests that for people who usually prefer to bet on sports, they didn't generally tend to switch to betting on other types of events. We saw some people betting on politics or the weather, for example, but if they did, it was generally at a lower level overall compared to what they did beforehand. What we did hear from quite a few people, especially from people who play poker machines, 
was that the lockdown really provided an opportunity for some people to reflect on or to change their gambling habits. We had people telling us that in a way, the lockdown really came as a blessing because it made them realize how much money they'd been spending on gambling. So people were sharing stories of being able to spend more time with their family, being able to have money to spend on other things, simply because the option wasn't there for them to play the pokies. That's really interesting. Thank you. And I think that leads me to my next question, which is for you, Chris, working as a clinical psychologist for Gamble Aware throughout COVID, what was your experience, you know, during and, and after lockdowns? Well, thanks, Natalie. And what I would say is that our experience pretty much mirrored what Tom's describing here. So we've long known in the clinic that most problem gamblers have a preferred form of gambling. And even though there's this stereotype that people with a gambling problem will bet on anything, we really find that pretty much everyone will see will have their preferred form of gambling that they keep going back to. So with a lot of the people who had the preferred forms of gambling that were land-based gambling, such as poker machines or casino table games, for example, during the lockdown, they essentially just stopped gambling. And rather than experiencing negative consequences or rather than sort of turning to a different form of gambling, most of them just sort of experience a sense of relief. I think that's the word that I heard from most of them is I'm relieved that these things are closed. They didn't feel that pressure to take up something else to replace it. They just reported enjoying having more money if they were able to keep their job, having more time with their family, not feeling the stress that gambling was and the distress that gambling was bringing into their life. So It was generally a net positive for most of our clients, particularly those who gambled on those land-based forms of gambling that were shut during the lockdown. And we have heard quite a few media reports during the first lockdown and during this period as well this year around, you know, an increase in online wagering in particular. And, you know, there's speculation that that could just be that we can actually go and place a bet physically is closed. You know, a lot of pubs and clubs have that and the, and the tab outlets as well. So it might be that people are just moving online instead of being able to place a physical bet. Have you seen an increase in clients presenting with online wagering as an issue in your service? At this point, we haven't seen a massive increase in clients presenting as with online wagering problems. We'd probably say that it's been steady. So it hasn't gone away, but it hasn't got significantly worse. However, what I would say is it usually takes some time between a problem developing and when they seek help. So if people are developing a problem as a result of the lockdown and the pressures that that is putting on their life, it's not something that we would necessarily see already. It might be something that we see in, say, a year, two years you know, maybe even five years' time because it takes time for those pressures and those consequences and harms that come from gambling to build up before someone takes that step to seek treatment often. Yeah, that's really interesting. And just on that point, you know, we know that COVID's placed, you know, many individuals and communities under pressure, whether that's being isolated or financial stress from unemployment or business closures, for example. How might these pressures impact how and why people gamble? Well, we've definitely already started to see stories from our clients around these sort of pressures. And one would be this idea that Uh, When someone's under financial pressure in particular, that pressure to gamble can sometimes increase. If someone is short on making their bills that month, they might have this idea, well, I'm just going to make a few well-placed bets on the horses this week or a few well-placed bets on this upcoming footy match. 
and that's going to be enough just to get me through this week. So there's that pressure to keep gambling that often comes with that financial stress that we see associated with increases in, in wagering in particular, which is the main form of online gambling. But we're also seeing something slightly different with the lockdown and that particularly with young men feeling a little bit disconnected from their community, not being able to see their friends. And in particular, those who were heavily involved in sports that are now either being cancelled, if we're talking about community sports, or they're no longer able to go to the big sporting matches to support their team, they feel disconnected from that sporting community. And often one way that they try and make that connection could be through gambling, like through betting on their favourite team as a way of trying to get back into that community. Obviously, it's not an effective way of building a sense of community, but it's something that people who are feeling disconnected are trying to do something different. And so we are seeing some stories about people falling into gambling as a result of that feeling of disconnection. Yeah, that's really interesting as well. And we know that New South Wales will slowly be reopening over the coming weeks and months after what's been a pretty long lockdown for us here in New South Wales. What do you think is likely to happen as, you know, pubs and clubs reopen, restrictions ease and, you know, access is back? You know, I, I think what we saw last time is there was that initial rush back and then and then that expenditure tapered off. I'm just interested in both of your views on that. Tom, maybe you first? Yeah, I think just kind of continuing on from some of the things that Chris has been saying, I think it's likely to be different for different people. So, yeah, we know for many people in New South Wales and around the country, pubs and clubs are a place that people enjoy socialising and catching up with people. And I know a lot of people are really looking forward to that after such a long period of time being stuck at home. Prior to the pandemic, we know that even though online gambling has been growing fast over the last 20 years or so, the majority of money spent on gambling in Australia still occurs in pubs and clubs. And I think we'll continue to see this being the case for quite some time. At the same time, though, we know from last year that the lockdown provided some real relief, as as Chris has been saying, for people who'd been experiencing problems with gambling. So some people might not want to go back to old habits and patterns of gambling. Last year, we heard people sharing stories about the progress they'd made towards recovery during lockdown. Some of the goals they'd kicked during lockdown, people were talking about being able to pay down their credit card debt how they'd been able to establish new routines for their week, how they'd been able to have more money in their pockets so their family could rely on them financially and spend more time together as a family. So for anyone who might be feeling anxious about the venues reopening, I think now is really a great time to chat to someone like Chris or uh, one of the Gamble Aware counsellors about strategies that you can put in place to make sure that you maintain that progress towards your goals. Thanks, Tom. And that sort of segues into a question for Chris is around, you know, what would you say to people that either, even if they they don't have struggles with gambling now, what's some advice that you can give to sort of to anyone really that's really keen to get back into it? Yeah, I guess I would definitely follow on from what Tom was saying and that take this as an opportunity for those who have been able to cut down or stop their gambling during the lockdowns because their preferred form of gambling has been closed. You take this opportunity to develop new habits. It's not going to happen automatically. It's really easy to slip back into those old habits if you aren't consciously making that effort to develop new habits. So if you are going to go get back out there, go back into pubs and clubs to see your friends, to be around your family, 
and you don't want to slip back into those old gambling patterns, make a conscious effort to do things differently this time. New habits form through effort. So make an effort to do things in a way that isn't like what you were doing before. And if you are finding that difficult, you know, there is help available. Gamble Aware has locations throughout the state. There's 24-hour help lines available. There's counsellors from all across the state from all different backgrounds who are there to help you as well. So if you are finding it difficult to make new habits, reach out and get that help or speak to someone if you feel that you want some advice on how to help a family member or friend as well. Yeah, that's really great advice. Thanks, Chris. And I guess, you know, we're all sort of still navigating our way through COVID and as we learn to live with it. And I guess, you know, gambling, like many other pastimes and activities, is changing and probably COVID's accelerated some change in that space. Tom, did you have anything else you wanted to share around any changes that we've seen or changes that we might see over the coming years? Yeah, I think probably what I would say is, Even though we haven't seen this massive increase in online gambling so far, and, you know, a big part of that is because a lot of forms of online gambling are permitted in Australia, I think particularly with wagering, online online forms of gambling are likely to become a more significant part of gambling in the future. And I think part of the impact of COVID is going to showing people that a lot of things that you used to do face-to-face and a lot of things that people used to think could only be done face-to-face now can be done online. So there are some potential pitfalls of that in that it might encourage more people to turn to online gambling in the future, but there's also some benefits as well. So a lot of people who lived in regional or remote areas who found it difficult to access health services or people for various reasons, for disability or access reasons, couldn't access traditional face-to-face therapy Now, a lot of the counselling services have moved to online treatment. And so this COVID reset, so to speak, has has given us opportunities in this online space as well that maybe that we wouldn't have explored as rapidly before. But now there's been a lot of quick expansion into these areas that's been really great at getting more help to more people out there. Yeah, that's a really good point, Chris. I think we're all used to talking behind screens now, and I guess it's no different to getting support online as well if that if that suits how you'd like to access those services. So before we finish up is really is there any other advice Tom that you'd have for people that you know might be struggling as we reopen? Thanks Natalie. Yeah, I think I'd just reiterate what Chris was saying earlier that this is it's quite a unique moment that we have at the moment for for people to think about all different types of habits or or patterns of behavior that we engage in. And we have a moment during lockdown to reconsider, you know, is this how I want to be using my time? And so I would encourage anyone out there who who is, yeah, feeling anxious about the venues reopening or who, who has been struggling with gambling prior to the pandemic and the lockdowns. Yeah, this is a great time to take some time to think about that. Yeah, potentially to make use of the Gamble Aware helpline or or talk to a counsellor and to put some strategies in place to help you to make some progress towards the way that that you want to see your future after the pandemic. Thanks, Tom. And Chris, any sort of final words of advice from you? Yeah, just to echo what Tom said, you know, there is help available. And I think a lot of people are reluctant to reach out for help because they're not sure how counselling can help them. But you know, we have a range of different 
help services to suit people, you know, maybe who have been gambling for a long time, or maybe people who are, you know, just been gambling a short time and just want that, just a little bit of a chat. There's a range of services that are available to help anyone, you know, from formal counseling to more informal methods. So feel free to reach out. Gamble Aware is there to help anyone in the state that's dealing with gambling. And we're more than happy to help anyone that, that tries to get in contact with us. So we know that Gamble Aware services don't just assist those who are experiencing those issues with gambling. They're also there for family members and others around people that might be struggling. Can you talk a little bit about that, Chris, and any advice that you might have for a family member that's observing someone that they're concerned about? Yeah, so in our Gamble Aware Central Sydney, we've long provided support to family members and affected others about gambling. So whether that could be just a quick chat to someone who has some experience working with gambling about what treatment services look like and how you can help your family member access them to something a little bit more involved. It could be that you're struggling with the consequences and the harms as a result of someone in your family's gambling, and you might need that extra support, just someone to talk to on a regular basis, just to get your feelings out and to come up with suggestions on how to best handle it. You know, Gamble Aware services are set up to, to help family members and those impacted by others' gambling just as much as helping the gamblers themselves. That's really good advice. Thanks, Chris. That's all for this episode of Let's Talk Gambling. I'd like to thank Tom and Chris for some really great insights into COVID and how that's impacted gambling and the way people gamble in New South Wales. If you need information or support about gambling, please go to gambleaware.nsw.gov.au or call 1800 858 858. That line's open 24 hours, seven days a week. If today's podcast has raised any issues for you, you can call Lifeline on 13 11 44. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk Gambling, the podcast. Are you ready to talk gambling? Start the conversation today by reaching out to your loved ones or calling Gamble Aware on 1800 858 858 for free confidential advice and support. Not quite sure? Tune in to the next episode. Visit gambleaware.newsouthwales.gov.au for more information or call Gamble Aware on 1800 858 858.